love that intro, bro? It's, it's smooth. Hey guys, welcome back again to the Cut Light and Smoke podcast presented by Zeal Cigar, Cigar Soapbox, and of course, coming to you live from the Huddle Up Store Studios. This is the Cut Light and Smoke podcast where we smoke great cigars, talk about men, masculinity, and cigars and culture. And today we're talking about cigars and culture, and we'll probably get into men and masculinity and everything else controversial and everything else like that. So uh, my name is Bradley Reith. I am your host along with my co-host, JB. JB, say what's up to the people. What's going on? It's always what's going on. What's going on? And uh, we're very excited today because we just got done shooting a video, didn't we, bud? We did. We did. And the video was epic. Would you not agree it was epic? Maybe for you. I was blindfolded. Dude, it was so great. It was a Cuban experiment where uh, a guy gave me three Cuban cigars, one for me to smoke and two to test JB on to see if you could tell the difference between uh, Cubans and non-Cubans. And I thought I picked out some good cigars for mm-hmm. you. I thought I really did. You know, So uh, if you want to see the video, actually, you can go over to Best Cigar Reviews uh, on YouTube, and uh, it'll be called something like Cuban Blind Cuban Experiment or something like that. So uh, it's pretty pretty exciting. I really enjoyed it, and I had a blast. And I'm pretty pretty jazzed today because I found my favorite song from 2015, <laughs> and I've been playing Paula Navagar, uh, which you cannot find other than in the old movie uh, Vacation that that Ed Helms redid. Basically, it's it's the National Lampoon's Vacation, and Ed Helms redid it with like uh, the girl from. Uh, 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 Christine Applegate was in there. Christine Applegate, and uh, it was just—it was hysterical. It was funny. I can't and, think of the dude's name. He was the guy from uh, The Office. Ed Helms. Oh, that was Ed Helms. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I didn't. He yeah. he Ed like Christian. created the movie, or he was just—he was just the main person. Oh, he was the okay, Clark, okay. The Clark Griswold of 2015. Gotcha, 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 yeah, gotcha. yeah. So it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. Uh, I love that movie. I thought it was, it was hysterical. It got a terrible ratings because when you're going up against a classic like National Lampoon's Vacation, you're not gonna. You're not going to come out winning. Let's be honest about it. So, uh, but I thought the money in this 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 song that Paula Navagar is from the scene where the girl pulls up next to him, is flirting with him in a Ferrari, and then gets absolutely annihilated by a semi truck. It was hysterical. So, um, but yeah, that Paula Navagar. If you're trying to figure out what that song was and you've heard it before, and you're like, it's got a good beat. It's called Paula Navagar from some lady back in 2016, I believe. Uh, I can't remember the name of this. So, anyways, all that said, uh, we're talking about Cuban cigars today. And are Cuban cigars any better? Then Nicaraguan, Dominican, or Honduran cigars. JB, what's your thoughts on it? Go. Uh, I would say from the experiment today, um, I I thought that there were two that were close to Cuban that actually weren't Cuban, and I actually right. thought one was Cuban. Right, right. Which um, one did you think was Cuban? The the most the, the most like the Cuban one that I thought was the um the El Crilito. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. And everyone takes me to task on it. Everyone doesn't believe me. And I'm telling you, you guys should just buy the El Crilito if you want to taste a Cuba in your mouth without Cuba prices. So I'm telling you right now, it's a very, very good cigar. It is great. Uh, and you need to, you absolutely need to go to zillcigars.com and check it out because we have them there. So anyways, all that said, um, so when you you smoke these cigars, you started off with the PDR 10th anniversary um uh, I think it was Abe Flores' tenth anniversary. Why Churchill? Yeah. Why Churchill Limitada? And what did you think about that cigar? It's really good. It's you know super easy draw, cream soda, little bit of grassy hay comes through every once in a while. I would imagine if you just read about Cubans, mm-hmm. that's probably how you would think a Cuban was supposed to taste. Right, right, right. The vanilla cream soda yep. type thing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but there was a company that used to sell cigars called Original Cubans. And it's an old, old company. It might have been CI that used to sell those. Yeah, they might have. They might have been selling, and and they were supposed to taste like you know vanilla cream soda. Yeah, and they didn't. Um, but they 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 said that, and they're supposed to taste like vanilla cream soda. They didn't. A buddy of mine gave me a bundle of them one time, and I was like, they just taste like cigars. They taste like cheap, cheap, cheap lighter cigars. Uh, but when I tasted the um, both the Desfilado and then that tenth anniversary uh, Limitada by uh, PDR, Abe Flores, it was unbelievably vanilla cream soda. Yeah. Yeah, I think Desflorado is even more so, to be quite quite frank with you. But that Desflorado is actually more expensive uh, you know, because of the wrapper leaf. Yeah. It, it's like 15 bucks a, a cigar. It's, I think, the bigger size in the Desflorado, if I remember, when I smoked the Toro, um, surprised me in how light and creamy it was. Right. But right. it didn't have I don't remember it having the same kind of grassy twinge that that wide Churchill had in that in that tenth anniversary. Okay. Okay. So you'd say that's probably more Cuban for you. Yeah. Than the but, Florida Florida. But I I knew it wasn't Cuban when I smoked it though. Okay. You okay. know, there there was still something missing as far as like what a Cuban cigar tastes like, I guess you could say. Sure, sure. So um I knew that one wasn't Cuban right away, but uh number two had me a little bit confused. Mm-hmm. I think I thought that one was Cuban. 
I thought number three was Cuban, and I thought number five was Cuban in the order that we smoked them. Number, I think number three was Cuban. That's this one. I'm three and right five. Now. Yeah, three and five three were the five ones were that were Cuban. Yeah, so three, the number three was the Partagas. Number one, Maduro. Number two was the Fonseca. No, number two was El Corrido. Number three was the Fonseca. Okay. Oh, number three was number three was this. Number the, four. Number four was the Fonseca. Okay. And then the fifth one was a Hoya de Monterey Epicure number two. So, so I thought two, Cuba. three, and five were the. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, that sounds right. Um, from what I remember. Mm. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. I, and I think the, the thing that I found out is every single one of those cigars were good in a different way. Right, right, right. And, and so you have Dominican, Nicaraguan and Cuban essentially. So yeah. put, put in there, nothing in there. I think it was Honduran. Which you know, one? Uh, the, my father's the Nicaraguan. Yeah. Well, my the father's Fonseca. Nicaraguan. The, uh, yeah. And the PDRs are both Dominican. I don't know how much Nicaragua, they might have some Nicaraguan filling in there, but you know, essentially, they were they were just basically Nicaraguan and Dominican. Well, PDR cigars, that's so. that's named for the the area yeah, that that's Pior, grown in, right? Pure del Rio, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the DR, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we'll we'll get on there on vacation someday, and we'll get but, away from this, so it'll be fun. Um, <laughs> I, I will say though, out of so I've only smoked two other real Cubans to my knowledge, maybe three previous to this, um, that weren't like small, like right. an actual regular robusto or toro right, sized right. Cuban, right? Um. And uh, the the one thing that these cigars didn't have that I remembered from those other two, possibly three Cubans, mm-hmm. it didn't have as much of like that, like a cardboardy dryness taste to it. Well, I believe some of those Cubans that you take taste before were dry and we had to bring them back. Yeah. They, so that could have been. One of them was for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. One, yeah so that, uh, give them to us by a friend of the shop and kind of dried out a little bit in the sock drawer somewhere. And uh, we kind of brought them back. That's over probably why it tasted like that. It's probably his old sock. Right. 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 Some people do that, dude. Some people like Dang the, it, the Bobby. sock drawer. Dang it, Bobby. We like Bobby. Bobby's a good friend of the shop. Uh, so he, he, there's some things about Cuban cigars that are interesting. And there's some things about Cuban cigars that are really uh intriguing and okay. i have problems with as well oh so so you got I'm, problems yeah I got, I got problems i got problems can we just talk about my problems first off i'll say the cuban cigars uh today are not nearly what they were back in the you know 60s 70s 80s if you would um just right after the embargo uh and today there's a big quality control problem in cuba everybody knows it if you buy cigars via third-party websites that get shipped like Switzerland or someplace else like that, and they get shipped to you, half the cigars are either too tight or they fall apart. There's just no quality control. Uh, I will say all three of the ones that I thought were Cuban had tighter draws, and the two were Cuban. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, I, I can vouch for that. This 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 one right here, the Potagras number one Maduro. Yeah, this does not have a tight draw. This it might have opened up a little bit, but it, at the, for me up. at the beginning, it did have a t- of the ones that I was mm-hmm. smoking. It was tighter than the Wide Churchill, which was the first cigar I smoked. Right, right. And I, I will say this too about the Cubans: um, you will have to deal with a tighter draw. So if you have the, uh, but the, some some of our cigars have tighter draws. Some of our house brands oh, yeah. have tighter draws. I mean, the League of Midnight's are notorious for having tighter draws. You know, um, because they're rolled so so tightly and so packed with absolute amazing Liga de Pravada number nine-ish type tobacco. Um, and uh, it's just, it's really interesting. So, but as long as I'm not feeling like I'm sucking a golf ball through a garden hose, I think I'm, I'm okay with whatever draw I get, you know. Um, but for example, I mean, these Cubans are, you know, they're, they're not the prettiest girls at the dance. I mean, they'll dance, don't get me wrong, they'll dance really well, but they're not the prettiest ones. They're kind of ugly. They're not rolled to absolute perfection. Then again, these cigars, I think, if you buy them on the open market, are like forty to fifty bucks okay. versus like well, you know the Bahinke Singlo, which is supposed to be the absolute perfection, which can run you somewhere between five and a thousand, five hundred and a thousand dollars, from what I understand, for like a box, if not like two thousand dollars for a box. And, and those prices vary continually, so I, I don't know. But well, I don't I don't buy cigars from Cuba through for third third party prices and I'll tell you about my problem with that in a little bit. So something um something you said interesting sparked a sparked a thought and you were just talking about like the quality of the Cubans being rolled. Yeah. And immediately I it went to rollers. Yeah. And I was like if if I'm a roller, am I gonna stay in Cuba or am I gonna take no. that experience and go to one of these other factories in one of these other countries where in case you guys don't know in the cigar industry, rollers have a lot of power. If they don't show up to work, cigars don't get made and they don't get fired because they need them the next day to roll those cigars. Absolutely. So rollers have a lot of power when it comes to cigar factories, and I don't think people realize that. And that's that's one of the reasons COVID hit the cigar industry so bad and why a lot of companies went through a lot of backstock. And, and not, not only that, but um, 
rollers when they recognize that there's there's a capitalistic uh, tendency to cigars, meaning like the better you roll, the more money you make and so on and so yes. forth, and they get that American hustle in them, yep. boy, they can just skyrocket to the top. And they live like doctors down in Nicaragua, Honduras, and you know Dominican Republic. They really are the cream of the crop, and they make really good money down there yeah, and when that happens. That's why you hear about cigars like um, like that one that Drew Estates put out, the uh, the Miami one that was rolled at El Titan mm-hmm. by Level 9 Rollers. Yeah, that's that's pretty serious. Like that's why that cigar costs so much more I, so than probably the tobacco that was in it. I, I would definitely agree with that. I just don't think that cigars rolled in America are worth the value because of so much money it costs to make them. Well, yeah, and, and, that's they, why and they jack the price up because of right. course Americans are going to go, oh, it's American rolled. Right, right, right. Because of patriotism. Even though every else. single bit of tobacco came from pretty much almost somewhere right, else. Right, right, right. I know there's a couple cigars out, or a couple of cigar makers out there that, that boast pure American tobacco. And yeah, pure, we smoked one on a on a podcast or something that Kevin bad. gave us. It, it was, was okay. It wasn't bad, but I'm telling you this much, man. It's it's so much better in Nicaragua. Nicaragua is the best tobacco I think that's out there right now. Nicaragua, then I'd say the Dominican Republic, then Honduras. It depends on the cigar and how it's made too. But and, but see, I'm a huge fan of Mexican tobacco. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Connecticut. Broadleafs. I'm a huge you're, fan of Pennsylvania broadleaf tobacco. You're a huge fan of the seed of that. I, I, and, I realize and, a lot of it's not grown here. Right, right. But That's important I also to realize that if it was the original grown tobacco from Virginia, from you know that region, I know for a fact how good that soil down there is. Yes. Yeah. And you're a soil guru. Unfortunately, you know. I had to. to be, you know what? To it, graduate, I, I had to do that. Just a dream for a second with you. I think it'd be really fun. Dude, south o- southeast Ohio, dude, freaking tobacco farm in those. No, 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 no. So, oh. Follow me here. Follow me okay. here. Okay. I think it'd be Dang fun it. for you and I to go to the DR or to go to uh, Nicaragua and to have get a plant plantation, get a get a farm, get a field, hire some people, and have them work it, and us go down there maybe once once a quarter to check on it, to stay down there for a week, and to, to, to roll with them, to get the tobacco farmers, to, to Bro, build our own I'm, brand. I'm telling you right now. It's not that expensive, just so you understand. That, that. If, that if I did something like that, I would get my own pilot's license, and I would fly there more than a quarterly. Okay, I well, just, just I flat out would because I know I know I would be a freaking nerd about that tobacco, bro. I, I would be going ballistic. I think I think we can do some things, man. I think I think I'm giving I'm giving a, a, a dream preview for what might be coming with uh, Zill Cigars. Who knows? You don't know. I don't know. Everything everything is up in the air right now. Who knows? Everything the well, government the heck gov- if the the government's watching everything. Justin. I don't I don't know if I want to invest in any. <laughs> this is way off topic, but I don't know if I'd want to invest in any land anywhere other than here right now. Oh my goodness! Isn't that true? It's it's unfortunately it's kinda, right it's now nuts. It's kind of nuts. Um, but getting back on, on topic, we don't want to stray too far off topic on this one because it's going to be a shorter podcast. But we want to get into Cuban cigars. So, you've been smoking cigars how long? Mm, since I was eighteen, pretty since, much. Since you're eighteen, I only had a, I only had a gap of about probably four years where I only smoked maybe once or twice a year because I was um I was running track in. My mm-hmm. last two years in high school, which obviously I couldn't smoke. Right, right, right. And then um, I ran for probably about three years after that and didn't smoke for probably a year after after college. So I, the whole time I ran in college, I only smoked like a couple times. And that was like a couple conference championships, you know, right. me and a couple of the boys smoked some stogies. That was cool. Sure, sure, uh, sure. When we got uh, broke some records, went to nationals, like we smoked another stogie. Like I always had one for something like that. But, right, right, right. Um, it wasn't until... Probably about, let's see, I would have been probably about 25 or 26 when it started picking back up heavily. So okay. so all in all, since I was 18, pretty heavily for probably the last eight years. But it wasn't until you got in the cigar industry you actually started smoking Cubans. You actually got... I had never smoked a Cuban until right. I started working here and, and, right. and somebody was kind enough to say, I have some, I'm going to gift you guys some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think the first time I smoked it was actually on a video. Right, 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 which is pretty cool. And I think that's that's one of the things that, and as I'm smoking this part of grass number two or number yeah. one, Maduro, this is probably one of the best Cubans I've ever had. I hands I, down, it's I, very very good. If you go and you watch me on the video, you'll hear me say these exact words of "This is m- right up my alley. This is my kind of cigar. I really enjoy this. I really like that cigar. It's a very very good cigar. I, yeah. I would say out of all the Cubans I've smoked, that's that's 
probably the best one I've had. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And you're smoking the Epicure number two. Yeah, I was. I've kind of. It's very. Oh, I cracked the wrapper on. It I know, but cut out, it. Sorry, outside of that, though, it's huh? not. Um, I brought another one over here with me, and I can't remember if it's the Fonseca or the um, or the El Carlito. Yeah. But I brought another one over here to switch over to it, just because, like, I mean, Cubans are good, man. But the reason I liked the one you're smoking so much is it's it's got so much to it, and it's still got like a nice chocolatiness, man. It's just so interesting. Like you can't stop smoking it because it's so good. Even though it you, burns your you should, you should nose finish, a little you bit, finish it, man. It's really good. Smoke it. No, 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 no. I don't want. I don't want to take it away from you. No, 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 you're good. good, dude. It's so you're good. You passing cigars it's around, so like I know. Crack pipes around here, bro. Mm, mm. It is a very, very good cigar. Well, here, here's my here's my question. Um, do you think the embargo is ever gonna be lifted? <sighs> because here's the here's the. I don't know why it hasn't been. To well, be honest, here, here's here's the weird thing. So here's the here's the, what's the word? Here's the hypocrisy of of our government currently simply because you have um we have other we we have other countries that are probably would say definitely worse than cuba and how they treat their people that we do a lot of business with if you would and so to take one and for that to be like grandfathered in where we could do, do some export stuff with them and 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 really get their country going and maybe even uh, convince them through trade that capitalism is better than communism. You know, so I mean, there's some things that you know, we could do, and some some thing. I mean, and there, I don't, I don't know. There's got to be something deeper to that, dude. Like, I don't want to get into like that because I don't know much about. Oh, I do that I as do. far as that goes, but it's the Kennedy. It's the it's it's from Kennedy all the way through because it it happened. Right, you know, but why why is it still stuck so hard? Right, you know what I mean. Like what what about what about Cuba now? Outside of somebody else being able to potentially, well, I, it goes deeper. It goes fund deeper. them to put themselves closer to the U.S. Which, I mean, if you're really concerned about that, you should really look how close Russia is to Alaska. Right, right. So, well, here, here's the cool thing: um, we could go in, help that government, help that people, and help and do some incredible things that we we can do with them. But we don't, and they don't want it. Yeah, you know, I, or, I don't I mean, know, man. It's I'm weird. Not, I don't not, know nothing it, about it, I guess. It's Castro's kid that runs it now. Oh, so it's you still know. a Castro? I believe so. I okay. It's his son. Uh, I could be completely wrong on that, but I think that's his son that runs it, um, or one of his generals now. And, 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 and keep in mind, it was a regime that was bloody and awful. Well, for sure. Killed many people. Um, but I think the the beauty is, I mean, not not only just for the and we're being selfish because we're just thinking about the cigars, not about the other industry. That yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, the rum. Yeah, and the Cuban people are amazing people. If you've never met a Cuban, they're amazing people. They really are. Their culture is really vast, colorful, incredible, dance, music. I was just listening to Cuban music, that Paul Vanagar. It's part Cuban. Um, I think it's it's really interesting to have that, you know, um, that mix of culture that you have down there. So, anyways, but I, I you know, that selfishly, I just want that for the cigars. You know, I think it'd be great. Uh, and I think if you start blending Cuban, Cuban tobacco with other tobaccos, it can actually make other cigars better, yeah. you know, that are just kind of eh right now. So, uh, but what one of the biggest problems with Cuba right now is that they don't have enough land, you know, to rest in between seasons. So, uh, the Bible is actually very correct when it says, you know, you, you'll plant seven, six seasons and rest the seventh, just like six days you work, you rest the seventh day, uh, and that seventh day can can move around for everybody. I'm not saying that I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a Sabbath day kind of guy who's like, hey, if you don't do it on Saturday or Sunday, then you know you're not with the Lord's day. Um, I am saying that it's very wise that God gave us six days to work and a day to rest. That's why we're closed every Sunday here, you know, and we get crap about it. Once in a while, guys are like, yeah, I came here Sunday and you were closed. That kind of sucks, man. I'm like, look, man, we need a day off too. You know, I mean, the only other day that we would take off would probably be Monday and then Monday everyone else is working and we can't play with them, you know? So I mean, we wanted Sundays for faith, family, and just usually football, but that ship has sailed already. But what do you think? I mean, side note, what do you think about the Cardinals? Getting Monty Awesomefort, okay, uh, Awesomefort, Monty Awesomefort, the GM, and the new guy, John uh, Cannon is his name? Gannon, I Gannon, think, with Gannon, a G. John Gannon. The defensive coordinator from the Eagles. Yeah, what do you think about that, dude? I I mean, it seems like he's got a little bit more hair on his chest and can maybe command a room a little bit better. He obviously Cliff could not, bro. He obviously ran a really good defense. He could not. He but, was like the buddy coach. Well, here's the problem. You know? it doesn't. It doesn't matter who the coach is. You got to look in the mirror at, at the beginning of the day and look yourself in the eye and ask yourself who you want to be. And until Kyler Murray looks himself in the eye and goes, "I want to be a great quarterback," 
Yeah, it's not going to happen. But there's some coaches that can bring that out of Well, and hopefully hopefully yeah. that's what they're banking on from this yeah. guy, right? And that's what yeah. they were wanting from Sean Payton. I, I, I just – and not to toot my own horn, but I know that there's guys I can – I can bring the best out of, and then I know there's guys that are hopeless. Hopeless, yeah, because they people. don't want just, to. Yeah, and so I think that's the thing. I don't think Gannon would have took the job if he thought Callum Murray was hopeless. I think he thinks, man, I can get. It. You see their interaction on video. Did you see that first interaction they had? No. Yeah. So John Gannon just got done signing, and he was walking out with Michael Bidwell, and immediately when it ends up happening, is Bidwell goes, "Well, Kyler's in the weight room. If you want to go say hi." He turns around and he actually ends up running down the hall, sees Kyler. He's like, "Let's go!" And he starts clapping before he gets to Kyler, like he's just pumped and he's excited. And he's like, "Yeah, let's go, let's go!" And Kyler's like, "What's up, man?" He's like, "I'm ready to win." He smacks him in the chest. Yeah. And I, I mean, like that positive vibe, that like energy is something that you need in business altogether. When you come into a business and you come in, and you work with people, you need that positive vibe. You come in and you're just like, "Hey, guys." Good to see you. I'm here to sell cigars. I mean, that's one of the reasons that we don't we have a positive vibe. We we inter- every person that sees that interaction with customers either way, you see that positive vibe. You see that positive interaction. You see it in our Google reviews. Everyone's yeah. like, I had a great time, I had a great I had a great thing. I hear I hear you talk up there with customers all the time. And it's great. And I hear you laugh. You you have a Justin laugh. It's I hear it all the time. And I just like <laughs> Justin. I love it. You know. And it, I just think it's infectious with people. I think it's something that I think Gannon definitely does bring to the Cardinals. Where you're like that infectious. Like let's go. Let's 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 take this thing to the next level. We're gonna do it. And it seems like everyone before was like whether it was um, uh, who was the guy that we we had for a year and we fired him. Uh, I can't remember what his name is. I, I, I can't. And he was with Josh, Josh Rosen for a little bit. I think. Oh my goodness! I can't think of his name, dude. It's not. He's Steve, coaching somewhere. Wilkes, Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes. Steve yeah, Wilkes. he's in Carolina. Yeah, yeah Steve Wilkes. And uh, and then there's another guy. Um, I, I can't remember who came after. I think well, well, Cliff was after him, and Cliff was just when he came in. I mean, he had he had the the pretty boy everything. Yeah. You know, it was the pretty boy everything. The you know everyone was 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 wowing over who he was. And I thought it was really weird because I was like, man, this was supposed to be our coach, not like a not like a pinup model. Come on, we need to get to and Gannon is like blue collared, let's grind, let's go, let's be smart, let's be violent, let's get things done. And I love that in a coach. I really do. So I'm I'm excited about that. You put that into a business, even when you make cigars and you're doing cigars or anything like that, and you put that veracity and excitement into what you do, it's infectious with the people you come across. You well, know that. Well, here's Here's the biggest thing, right? Like culture. Right. Right. But but here's the thing about culture. Culture can only exist if people are willing to put themselves into the culture. Right. right. If you're not willing to sacrifice some of your own personal desire gain for something else. Here's a perfect example, right? You're in the Super Bowl. This is your first time to ever score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. You got a wide open lane to the end zone. But if you score, you give the other team over a minute to possibly score again. Right. But you don't. In front of all your family, all your fans, the rest of your life, you're going to remember that you could have scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. But you know what you did? You took a slide so that your team had a better chance of everybody winning that game. Right. Right. That's exactly what happened. That's the kind yeah. of dude that changes culture in a locker room. Right. Somebody right. who's selfless yep. and somebody who is willing to sacrifice the things and that they need to sacrifice for those other people. I, th- I think that, you know, when you when you talk about that, what you see, what, what who Kyler Murray has been in the past. I've seen is, sparks of that. Right, right. I've seen, I've seen it too. Um, he took over one game late in the season right before he tore his leg. They think right. two games before. Right. He took over the last, like, whole quarter and went eight, man, and just, like, Ran so, the ball like three or four times. Well, here, here's my here's my thought though. I I think every person you've talked to about Kyler Murray since this point has been like Kyler Murray is about one thing, Kyler Murray. And if the quarterback, so what, what's amazing is if you think that life is to be focused around you, no matter what you do, if you think life is to be focused around you, your talents, your gifts, and your skills, well, then you have inevitably become the god of your own life, and you're doing everything you can. To try to, to control everything. To, yeah, exactly. Versus like, I'm part of something bigger. I might be the center point of that, but I'm part of something bigger that if I get my act in gear to give and to love and to just go crazy yeah. for, for changing this culture, I think Gannon and Kyler 
can be a transformative force here in Arizona. It seems like we're on that pitch up. I mean, just think about what Ar- happened. Arizona in general is on a huge culture change. Yes. I mean, we're starting to become a sports town. We got Kevin Durant for the for the Phoenix Suns. Okay, we got um th- which I'm our, indifferent on, but Right. But that's okay. You can be indifferent. On. But we we we're starting to pitch up towards that. Yeah, the that. ASU's new coach. Yeah, he's the, great. I think the right guy. You know. Oh uh, yeah. The Phoenix Suns and Mercury, new ownership, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, everything happening with the Cardinals, right? Like, yeah. There's there's a lot of big culture shift happening in Phoenix, especially as it pertains to sports. I would say in general, Phoenix has big culture change anyway oh, right yeah. now. But, oh, yeah. But it's not as a it pertains town. to sports. It's not a yeah. retirement town anymore, man. It's, People don't it's come getting to retire. Young. It's getting young. It's very young. It used to be the average age was like 50 plus here in Arizona. Now the average age is 30. You know, plus like thirty to thirty-five. Well, here's the thing. So, I mean, it's unless huge. you're still working at that age, making mm-hmm. really good money, you can't afford to live yeah. in some of these houses on fixed incomes. Uh, just realistically, if I was still in Ohio and I came and I was thinking about living out here and I didn't make big money, I couldn't live out here, dude. I just couldn't. Or have just being dub- or have dual income that was sufficient enough. Right. Right. Yeah. right exactly. So I mean, that, that that's that's a reality. So I mean, hundred thousand dollars in Phoenix after tax and everything like that. You're looking at seventy, yeah. You know, if that, you know, so I mean, so keep keep that in mind, you know, when we're talking about stuff like that. But I I think that that's one of the cool things I'm excited about with Phoenix in particular is that we have that. It's been unseasonably cold. It really has. I'm freezing starting, right now, dude. I know we have the fan on because we're trying to blow out the smoke, but the the reality still exists. We've had more cold days and rainy days. Rain yesterday than it has in a long time. Bro, we've had temperatures freezing. Yeah, for Thir- yeah, frost almost a whole month. Right, right. And February is our coldest month, so we're hopefully getting through this okay. But tomorrow it's supposed to be what sixty five, sixty eight, somewhere in there. Can't wait for that, you know, because right now it's what fifty something. It's fifty six degrees outside. Yeah, I think that's like the high today. And water freezes at sixty degrees here. So <laughs> I mean, we are absolutely freezing right now. So, so um, you said you had a big problem with something about the Cubans. I wanted to ask about, and it so, had to do with the price. I think. Well, or no. purchasing online from other places. It had to do with that. What it, what it really has to do with is the fact that we're supporting a communist government, but we would do that anyways if we open up trade with them. Well, not to mention you know, all the stuff we buy from China, right? And that which is a communist government, TikTok, and everything else. So you can go down the you can go down the rabbit hole there all you want. But I I think I think that's the the thing that I have a problem with is I want to come in and research you know usurp the government for the sake of the people. But I'm not a big nose, put your nose in other people's business guy. I don't like foreign wars. I don't like all that kind of stuff. I'd rather stay home and, you know, defend the homeland versus getting everyone else's business, even if it's for, even if it's for the sake of stopping the communistic spread because it might come here. Uh, I think it's already here. I think I think our, our, our mass social, social media and everything else like that, Marxism and everything else like that is, is more positive for people. People like that stuff. They're like, let's talk about Marxism. Let's talk about socialism. We're like, they're... There are countries, there are whole cultures that are failed experiments of that all over the place. It's never worked, not even once, not anywhere. Save, and I'll say this, and it's not socialism, save the Norwegian countries. And that's because they have a different culture and a different, uh, a lot of it has to do with their healthcare system, if you would, with their social 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 system and everything like that. That's nothing like like people are pushing here in America with the socialism and communism and everything well and you gotta understand word now it's like yeah you gotta understand the other thing about those countries too when you name like netherlands switzerland things like that Mm -hmm. there's a lot of money going through there oh a a lot of money i mean you heard you heard of swiss bank accounts yeah outside of what the netherlands has to offer in 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 wheat and other resources like that right Mm -hmm. there's a lot of money that goes through those countries oh yeah dude they're they're (laughs) they're the uh big money they're the atm holding bank for switzerland for you know lots of black market stuff lots of illegal stuff as well um and that's that's just because we you know with the ukraine and everything else like that that all that stuff was exposed so hey what do you think about so we, we talked about cuban 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 stuff which is cool and let's go on where are we at in time i don't want to i don't want to get over time about 30 minutes um, I want to ask you about what do you think about the Hunter Hunter laptop thing coming out now? Oh, I didn't see anything on it yet. I'm really detached from stuff. Are you? Yeah, okay. yeah. I, if I see something, it's usually because I either went looking for it or somebody else sent me something or somebody mentioned something to me. I'm not really well. What happened? Notification. What happened with news. the Hunter? What happened with the Hunter <laughs> laptop stuff is um, at first they were talking about Trump and and that you know there's Russian collusion and everything else like yeah. that. And uh, they were saying you know, the hunter the hunter laptop confirms this, 
you know, then all that stuff came out about other things that were going on with, you know, Biden sending money to China and things like that and giving the Ukraine money and things like that. Uh, that was all done before the war and everything before he was president. And now it all comes out again. And now the media is acting like, oh, well, we knew this. We said it had it had the the signs of Russian collusion, but it, maybe it wasn't Russian collusion or anything like that. So it's it's really interesting. They're, they're coming back and forth in this con- continually. You know, they're going back and forth in this like they can't it, the, the media, the, the, the pop media, if you would, always gets caught with their pants down. And when they get caught with their pants down, they end up, they end up firing somebody. Or they do. I mean, even with I the, guess even with the even with the uh, the COVID thing. Do you hear about the COVID thing with the uh, the 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 healthcare providers now? No, but I saw something about Demar Hamlin. No, no. Tell me about the Demar. You sent me a video about that. Let me tell you this before you tell me about yeah, the, yeah. the Demar Hamlin. Before I forget. <laughs> so now they're Congress is in passing passing some kind of law or some kind of uh, thing where your healthcare has healthcare provider has the right to ask you if you've been vaccinated or not vaccinated, and if they are, they put that. If you are or aren't particularly if you aren't, they put that in your medical records. And so you're identified by not being vaxxed. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing about that. That's supposed to be under HIPAA law, right? So who has access to that and who's allowed to look into that and see that? Healthcare because providers. I, I, but now the government So are they saying do. that so that healthcare providers can say, no, I'm not helping somebody that's vaxxed? I, I don't know. Or that's not vaxxed, right? Yeah. That's not, and it, it comes up for me because, like, I wonder if my healthcare provider is going to ask me that. He didn't when he assessed my knee, yeah. if he would. But now when I have surgery on April 12th, I mean, if he asked me to sign a document saying if I've if I you know been vaxxed or not been vaxxed, you know, all of a sudden if I say no and, he, and he's, he has to put that down there, yeah. something like that, or if I say yes, he's put that down there and so on and so forth, and I haven't been vaxxed. Um, I mean, that's like a – it's regime-ish. I mean, it's weird to hear that. It's it's kind of like identifying people, not 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 else, not not unlike taking a public toll of those people who have firearms and don't have firearms. Yeah, well, why I mean, they, that's why there's background checks on that stuff. I mean, that's well, who cares? It does, yeah, nobody know, should have they, a list of that. They know, though, you know, they, at least the ones that you've purchased you through a store. You but know? that's how it started with the Jews with Hitler. Yeah, they started taking. Well, let's, let's take it. Let's take a toll. Who has firearms? And everything. That's why I think. I think it's going to be really, really interesting. That's why they want everything registered, dude? Everything <laughs> registered. Everything. I mean, I. Yeah, it's it's a weird. It's a weird day and time. It really is when well, all that stuff comes down. So I, I have one question before I ask you about, the, before I mention the DeMar Hamlin thing. Okay. Um, I'm curious as to like, and I'm going to put this in quotation marks since you can't see me doing it, mm-hmm. but what is the collusion that they're looking for with Russia? What are they? What the is, Russians interfered in the 2016 um, uh, election to get Trump uh, elected. Why are they blaming yeah. Russia for something that, that they didn't that, that they tried Twitter. to do internally? Well, uh, that goes in with Twitter, that goes in with Facebook, that they messed up Facebook somehow or they did something like that. They've been they've been on one for a while on this thing and it comes up and, and I mean not only not to mention like we got 115 billion dollars wasted in tax dollars. I have a, I have, a I have a curious question real quick. Go. Who won the popular vote that year, 2016? I think, I think Hillary did, didn't she? I don't think so, bro. Uh, did did Trump win it? I think he won the popular vote Hitler, that year. I, I thought Hillary did. Really? I thought Hitler, Hillary did, and then Trump won the. Uh, I gotta find out. The, the you go look, go look and see. Yeah, yeah, because I I'm curious about that now. Yeah, it's interesting. It's really interesting. Popular, and then the uh, elective college. Yeah, that's really weird. You're looking it up on your phone. I thought Hillary won the popular vote. I'm looking. I'm looking. Yeah. Yeah, so technically, yeah, she had yeah, yeah. 65 million or 65, yeah, 65 million and mm-hmm. he had 62 million. Right, right. So yeah, technically she had 48% of all the votes, but the electoral mm-hmm. college changed things. Right. Interesting. Which will be interesting to see what happens this election cycle, you know. Well, but go in, go into go into Debar Hamlin cuz you sent me a video and I didn't I didn't see it yet, so if I he, watch your videos, I usually heart them and say like, "Hey, this is cool." Yeah, you know, he, whatever. he was in a he had an interview, I think, with Michael Strahan, maybe. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and I don't know if it was before or after the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but um, you know, Michael Strahan straight up looked at him and asked him, um, "What what did the doctor say happened to you, bro? Like, uh-huh. what 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 did the doctor tell you? Okay. Why your start hop? Why a a, a young twenty year old man's heart stopped in the middle of a football field? What did the doctor say?" And then he just froze. 
DeMar Hamlin did. Just froze. What do you mean he froze? He just froze. He stopped. He didn't say nothing. He looked off into space. His eyes started tearing up a little bit. What? And then he just said, uh, actually, bro, I- I'm going to stay away from that one. What? Yep. So let, let, let's go into this whole thing because Dor Hamilton was vaccinated, right? He was vaccinated. Uh, multiple times from well, my understanding. Yes. I, don't, I can't yeah. confirm, but right, right, that's right. from what I'm hearing. So hey, keep this in mind as, as a precursor to this next part of this conversation. I am not somebody who tells you you have to be vaccinated or not be vaccinated or anything else like that. Your, your body is your body, and you should make your own decision in regards to that for your body in, in particular. So uh, when it comes to abortion and everything like that, I think I've been very, very clear on that. I'm not pro-abortion on anything. Uh, and I think you fall in that same 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 category, JB. Am I wrong on that or am I right? No, I I have a I'm more on the I don't I don't like it. I don't and I right, definitely right. don't like it being used as a form of birth control. Correct, correct. Um now the anomalies where I think the mother's health the in danger medical or situations like that. Yeah, yes. I, medical situations like that. And, I mean and granted, and, does it make it okay? I, I don't know. That's not well, for no, me to still, decide. It's still a death. That's I mean, not for yeah, me to decide, it's bro. It's still a death, and it's not something some, some people... It's not something... In those situations, it's not something people want. Yeah. Does it make sense? What it I really mean... Is, yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's... But, I, I'm not going to be the person that sits outside the door and and, sh- and shakes a bell at the person that walks out who, who needed to, to make that happen. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm hugging him and, and praying for him and hoping they know Jesus. That's that's my... And tell him about Jesus. That's doesn't mean I want to personally yeah. make that decision ever in my life, right. but... Right, you know. Hopefully, I never have to. So there's a there's a there is a um, a video on Rumble called "Died Suddenly," and this video is m- making the rounds. I can't see. It. I, don't, I don't know how many he has right now. That's not the uh, one I sent you about the guys that are taking the seventeen point four million right now on Rumble. Go to Rumble and type in "Died Suddenly," and you'll see this. Uh, you'll see this this video. Is is that the one? I, you're playing the video right now. Oh, whoops! That's what the video is. <laughs> is that is that the video that I sent you of the guys pulling the stuff out of the the yes. guys doing the autopsies and yes. pulling the stuff yes. out of the veins? Yes. Yeah. Yes. They <laughs> we talked about it a little bit in something else, but long story short, these guys started these guys that were doing um, not autopsies but doing the um, embalming process. Right. People were, who died. People yeah. Died. They yeah. were doing the embalming of these people that died, and they were not able to get the embalming fluid to push through all their body. Mm-hmm. So they started researching what was stopping the embalming fluid from getting through, and they were finding these really, really strange growths um, inside the veins and inside the arteries and things like that that were um, very elastic, very thorn um, mm-hmm. yeah. clot type things. Huge clot, but huge blood yeah. clot. Look like tapeworms when they pull them out. It, yeah, it's kind of creepy. Yeah, it looks weird. So I. I mean, according to that video, there's a lot of people that are um, that are in that community that are coming open about that stuff. Again, mm-hmm. I'm not personally involved in that. I don't know how legit it is. I've been watching a lot of stuff that I thought was legit that have been starting to be debunked a little bit with mm-hmm. with a little bit more logic. You know what I mean? But right, right, dude. Uh, I find that one kind of easy to believe. It's not only easy to believe; it's easy to understand that there's realities that happen and there's things that uh that people do and mistakes people make in medicine that we find out later about the problem i have with that is when there's no accountability for it i mean the 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 vaccine came out so quickly and wasn't tested prior prior there's there's laws and things that protect those companies from being sued in in the event that you do have an adverse reaction right but still it's still you know if if i had a mom who, and my parents are vaccinated, so if, so something out with my mom, and I knew she took something from somewhere else. You know that's gonna that's gonna keep me from wanting. It's, I'm not gonna be pro, you know Johnson and Johnson or pro Moderna or pro Pfizer if that happens, and that means they lose money. And if they lose money in favor, if they lose favor, they lose money. Yeah. You know. So those are the kind of things that are really interesting. Not to mention something you told me the other day that I thought was really interesting that I think you should mention here about. All the, all the sexual stuff, like with Roman and everything, oh. that was really interesting. So go ahead and yeah. say that. That was really interesting. Yeah. So, um, I I kept seeing all these ads popping up um, while watching sports games for like Roman and for um, all these other companies, right? And then, of course, Instagram. If you are any kind of a dude, you're probably getting these these ads for like Hims, 
Roman. Um, I forget what the other company is. There's which are, one which more. are basically erectile dysfunction stuff. Well, yeah. that's how they market it, right? Right. So right. my my first thought that I went to my head was, damn, all these companies are trying to get you onto a um, onto a like teledoc appointment to try to get something for this. Now I wasn't looking for my personal belief, right? Or but it pops up in your issues, feeds. yeah. But I was really curious as to what they were using. Okay, yeah. So because I was like, because. What I was seeing was was take something daily to help you with premature ejaculation. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was, you can't take Viagra daily. You're just going to walk around with a freaking boner all right, day, right, dude. Right. Like, <laughs> you're a freaking wrecking ball, dude. Like, right, right, right. You're going to poke people's eyes. Like, what are you going to yeah. do with that? You can't <laughs> yeah. do anything with it. Yeah. Um, you're a tripod. Yeah. But, so I really started thinking, like, what, it, what are they giving people on a daily basis? Mm-hmm. And then I had a something clicked in my head. Mm-hmm. So when I was going through my anxiety, I was actually put on a medication called Lexapro okay. um, or a generic version of Lexapro. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, it's very common to be prescribed to, to younger men who struggle with um, anxiety or any kind of like sometimes not as much depression. This is more of an anxious thing. Okay. And um, one of the things that my doctor commented on that was you might see sexual effects um, negatively potentially. Okay. I did not have that effect. Okay. Um, it actually kind of it heightened some things for me. I'll just leave it at that. Right? So that got me even more thinking. Well, more guys listen to this thing than any girls. So what do you say when you say heightened? What do you I mean? Did you did you feel more like ready to go? Did you feel more like in your in your own head? Was it more um, mental? Was it more physical? No, no, no. It wasn't it definitely wasn't mental because I wasn't in a good mental headspace at that time. Okay. But all right, like all right, okay. um I felt more hot-blooded, to okay. put it lightly. Angry? No, no, no. Like, like route up, aroused. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Like, way okay. easier, way more than normal. And okay. I'm, I'm kind of on a higher spectrum of that normally, to be on the honest side of things. We're, getting, it's a, we're it's, getting really real today. No, it, it, really real today. seriously, it's amazing I didn't do something stupid when my wife was away for right, a year. Right, right, right. Well, but, and, um, it helped that you had a big brother here yelling for, at you. 100%. 100%. <laughs> the, surround yourself with good people. Right. Um, so... So I got interested in looking at that. So I was like sitting there on the couch okay. with my wife one day and I was like, wonder what they're giving people for this. So I started looking into it. And what I found was, uh, yes, they still offer Viagra and things like that. But mm-hmm. outside of um, creams and things like that, I had never really heard of anything that could stop like premature ejaculation. Mm-hmm. And I was a health I was a health minor in, in college because my degree was to teach health and physical education with a minor in history. Sure, so sure, I had sure. a pretty good health mm-hmm. knowledge in that area, right, right? Right. Um so when I started looking into these things, the daily things that they were prescribing people were low dosage amounts of um some of the main ingredients they use in antidepressants like Zoloft. Oh, which is one of the most severe and probably one of the highest ranked antidepressant medications that's been linked to uh, a lot of kids that have been in school shootings. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, that got me thinking, dude, they're pers- they're they're putting these men on an antidepressant uh, brain chemical changing medication on a daily basis so that their sexual performance is better. Not knowing that there's a million other ways to take better care of your sexual performance to be better. 100%. Number one, lay off the caffeine. Right. Number two, lay off the sugar. Number three, go celibate for two weeks. Stop looking at porn. Quit jerking it every oh day. Oh my gosh! Like the guys would not look at porn. You would have so much better sex life, you have, gentlemen. Yeah, seriously. You I have, promise you. You have no idea how many other things you can do. Um, <sighs> meditating. Yeah. Like. Oh Like yeah. seriously, you want to? I'm not a huge big fan of like. I'm not a huge believer in like yogis and chakras and things like that. But I sure. do believe that there is a lot to do with you meditating and grounding yourself um which is praying man yeah that's too taking taking time and, and shutting out the rest of the world turning off the tv turning off the lights everything else like that and just simply breathing and praying and centering yourself in what god wants you to do for today yeah that's why that's why jesus said very clearly don't worry about tomorrow cause tomorrow has its own stuff to worry about in it just worry about today just just take but, just take care of you know, each day has enough worry in itself up for, but let, for itself. Let me let me break all this down real quick and mm-hmm. why I think it's such a big deal. Okay? Go. go. You're 25, 30-year-old. 
right? Yeah. You're my age, right? Right. Let's say you are, um, you're single. Maybe you're living at home. You're not, maybe your dating life's okay. It's not great. Mm-hmm. You're probably 90% of the time probably looking at stuff and, 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 and pulling the old pine pony. You know what I mean? You're, right, you right, know, right, you're punching right. the old one-eyed snake. Right, right, right. So, the salami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you do have an encounter with somebody that's natural, you're going to be overexcited because it's not, it's, it's everything that your body's been ramping up to do that all these videos and all these things have been telling you that you, that you're going to do and you're getting overly excited, right? So when you get into that situation and, oh, maybe you don't last as long as you want to, mm-hmm. and maybe you don't hold something as long as you would like to because right. you're expecting something else in your mind and maybe she wasn't as excited or reacting the way that you thought she should react because porno's telling you that she should be freaking out right now. Or dude. maybe she um, was really quiet and didn't give you an audible mm-hmm. Um, notation that something was happening or that right. she was enjoying it. So you immediately shut down a little bit there, right? Oh, yeah. So the first thing that you're going to do is what? You're going to scroll through your freaking Instagram page and see this company called him saying, I can fix your ejaculation problems. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, if you didn't read the fine print, I'm actually putting you on an antidepressant that's going to change the way that your brain releases certain chemicals like serotonin. Wow. Wow. Well, there you have it, guys. There you have it, guys. That's been that's been something really huge. So I I, I, will, I will I will get on this whole thing about sex real quick, and then we'll get off it real quick. Um, which is I don't know how I just went dope. Rain Man on that topic, but that was kind of crazy. I went deep into like some college studies that I did that I haven't looked at in probably yeah. fifteen years. Well, I, I've I've run into some guys before. They're asking the question like, how do I last longer and everything else like that. <laughs> I, I have, and because uh, I've been married twenty seven years, and I say that my wife's pretty satisfied, and I am very satisfied. Um, and I'll say this for the thing, the more you have sex, the more you can last. And with the, with the same person, that's why marriage is how God designed it. So the more that you have, the more you can last and the more open communication you have between the two of you, it's it's, the better it is in a weird way. It's almost like your muscle memory, right? Like half of, half of my training and track was fast twitch muscle movement, Mm -hmm. getting your muscles used to reacting and twitching in certain ways so that you could get the maximum boost out of every single point in your body when you needed it, right? Same thing with football. Any athlete yeah. is the same thing. So yeah. it, it makes sense that something like that would affect that. Mm-hmm. Now, I get it. There's going to be people out there that have other medical reasons. There's other issues that they sure, have problems, sure, sure. prostate issues, overactive right. prostates. Like, right. I, I get it. I've Trust me, I know more about this than I want to. But but I think that the, the key point is that when we're talking about this kind of stuff, men need to understand that, like, the, the medication they're they're getting that they think is going to be helping them could be really hurting them. And it would, and it causing. probably will help them. From my experience right, in a right. small dose, I'll be right. really honest, it might help them. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're, you're going to sacrifice uh, lasting longer so that you can, you can have sex with more chicks you pick up at a bar and you're going to affect your brain's chemistry by, by doing that versus, versus like going celibate for two weeks and then just seeing how that changes things. No beat. No, is it? Is it? Is it? No, no masturbate march is what they call it. No beat. I have march no clue. Like no, no beat march or something like that. I don't know what it is. You shouldn't be doing it anyways, man. So it's be honest with you. But I, I think that, you know, the the big the big issue, you know, with that is that you know just educating the guys that they should know that like these companies don't have their best interest in mind. Well, and they don't yeah. teach you this stuff in health class, bro. No. They just teach you no, like, dude, yo, throw the, throw the rubber on, use the lube. This is what happens. This is how you get STDs. This is how you get pregnant. This is what you shouldn't do. This is the hotline you call. These are this, this is that. They don't teach you about like, they don't really teach you about your sexual health as a man. They don't really teach you about your sexual health as a woman. They teach you a little bit about your hygiene and your things like that, but... I don't feel like, and maybe they do now, but when I was I'd in love, school, I didn't remember getting that. I'd love to be a sex ed teacher at a Christian school. Ooh. And the reason I say that is because so many people, you know, quite frankly, uh, think that Christianity and sex don't go, go, go together. As actually, that couldn't be further from the truth because God created sex. He created it to be between one man and one woman for one lifetime, and he created it to be a very pleasurable thing by which those two are drawn together. That means when you're not having sex with your wife on, on a on a you know on a fun and frequent basis, you feel like roommates. Yes, you feel like roommates. You're not you get connected. Frustrated. Yeah, you're not connected. The, versus when you are, 
there is an actual connection. I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm not going to be weird about it. I'm just going to say I get notes from my wife all the time. I get text messages all the time. You know, hey, I had a great time last night. Hey, this is wonderful. You know, that kind of thing. And that draws me. So when I get home, I'm excited to see my wife again. You know, I'm like, oh, this is so great. I get to see my wife again and everything like that. That's that's very, very, very important. And keep this in mind, gentlemen. Oh, what's that? But what's that build inside you? What, what? What's that build inside Absolute you? Absolute confidence. Unbelievable confidence. What's the I, number one thing that you need to have a hard, big swinging dick, dude? Confidence. Fucking confidence, dude, bro. Dude, I, I kid you not, dude. Confidence, <laughs> confidence <laughs> yeah, yeah. bro. I'm telling you this much, guys. Like, it will blow your mind. Like the big, that, So when people say balls. I'm cocky about stuff, when like someone asks me, like, hey, do you really know this? I'm like, yeah, dude, I know exactly what I'm talking about. I know 100% I know yeah. on certain issues. I know exactly what I'm talking about. I could not say that without the confidence in the backing of my wife because I know what I know and I know what I don't know. Yeah. And that's really been because I've, I've tested and proved that. That's know? why girls that are good at faking it are so good at with messing you up so bad, oh, dude, yeah, because dude. Oh, you're yeah. so drawn into that because you're under the realization that you're you're the freaking man, bro. Well, that's, why, that's why OnlyFans and porn and everything like that is just destroying our culture as far as men. It really is. These guys have no idea how well, to yeah, like, be a real man with a woman. You're, yeah, they don't. You're watching a movie and you see something and you're, you're, your wife makes you watch Fifty Shades of Grey and you're like, oh, dang, I kind of like uh, how he's got a little bit of authority over her and, mm-hmm. you know, ties her up and, you know, does cool things. You know, I've actually never seen that. I'm just speculating I haven't but either. I haven't either. Yeah. and then they go home and their wife's just like no nah, i'm not interested in that stuff i'm not right. interested in that stuff because i'm not interested in your wife stuff. dude you have to get to know your wife you have to get to know your ladies gentlemen you absolutely do if you don't there's no reason to assume they're going to act any way with you without that knowledge of who you really are and you not knowing who they really are so well we've gone almost about an hour now i think at this point you know it, what are we at we're 50, 50, 50 minutes we're 50 minutes right now so uh thank you so much for listening to the cut light and smoke podcast again we talk about cigars culture masculinity all that good stuff i think we got all of that in today which has been great uh if you have any questions comments or insults go ahead and email us at cut light smoke podcast all one word at gmail.com Again, that's Cut Light Smoke Podcast at gmail.com. Again, we're coming live from the Huddle Up Store studio. And I have been Bradley this whole time, and he has been JB, and we are out of here like last year. Peace, fellas. I don't know why you went full Cartman from South Park. Dot com. Dot com. Hey, guys. <laughs>